Hello, and welcome back again to another episode of the Peterson Pedaling Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Peterson, and this episode, episode number two, pretty excited, finally means this podcast maybe is going to be a series, maybe it's going to be a real thing, we'll see. But this episode is going to be breaking um, down my race last weekend at Rocky Hill, the first timber mountain bike race of the season, which is the Texas USA Cycling Mountain Bike League here in Texas. Not all podcasts are going to be race breakdowns, but right now, that's what I want to talk about, so we're going to want to talk about it. So, last weekend, it was super fun. The course was a blast at Rocky Hill. Us pros, well, I'm a pro, quote-unquote, I don't know, Cat 1s, we get to do a short course that's more like a UCI course. It's four miles, and like UCI courses, World Cup ones, you go up, down, up, down, and then you loop. So, it's one of the most challenging courses in Texas, I would say, not technically, but physically, you just can't hide the climbs. They're, they're tough climbs. They're steep. And that's what I really like about it. Like, whereas other courses like Warda, you can really hide and fake it. But Rocky Hill, that short course with all the climbs, it's really every man for himself out there. So, another cool thing about the course is... We got some light rain right before the race, so it was a little slippery, and that was super exciting. It really kept the whole race. Everyone was kind of on edge, and it really brought out people's technical skills, so that was super fun about it. So going into this race, I was on the front row for the call-up. Luckily, I managed to get up there. And so I ended up getting fourth. So Braden Lang, really good uh, rider. Got first, Canyon Emmett second. He's a roadie, and then Beckett Tooley got third. Super good. We all know him. I got fourth. Maybe could have gotten top three, but I made some crucial mistakes in the start that kind of set me up for failure late in my race. But at the start, I had a good start. I was like top five, but at Rocky Hill, you make a slight right turn onto this bridge, and. I, I was not about to go 20, 25 miles an hour into a bridge with people going five wide and get this a wet bridge with all these people so fast yet. So I put on the brakes, right? Because I'm like, oh, we're not stupid enough to dive into a bridge. No. So I get passed by like five people because people just rush into this bridge. I don't know how we're going comfortable going five wide on a wet bridge. I mean, I guess that was worth it for them, but I was like, I am not going to do that. So I was sitting in, I think, maybe ninth then as we started to go up the windmill hill. And that was really my mistake, I guess. I should have went into the bridge with more aggression, maybe got up into the front so I would have been safe if there were to be any crashes. But at my mind, I was like, it's just not worth it to bump bars on a bridge, so I'm just going to pull my brakes and make it up later. And definitely, I did pay for that, but I think at the time it was the right decision. But now... On the first couple, on the first couple climbs, it's not the climb part, but you kind of go up and down the side of the hill. There got to be a gap between Beck, the top three, Beckett, Tooley, Canyon, Emmett, and Braden, and I'm stranded back in eighth place or whatever. Like, oh my god, this is this horrible. But finally, we break out of the single track, and there are, I think maybe 30, 15 seconds, and. We get onto the steepest, I think probably the steepest climb, one of them, 
double track. It's like 30 seconds. So I pass everyone and I'm like, I got to go. I got to close this or at least try to do something. I can't let the race go away from me at this point. I got to attempt to bring it back, right? So I put in this big effort and I guess everyone else was just cooked because I looked back and we had gapped them maybe five, ten seconds and it was just Hudson Hale, another junior rider on my wheel because we're both light, I guess. We get up the hill. So me and Hudson now, we get on the double track, we start chasing, but it's a big gap. It's, it's going to be hard. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sit back with everyone else, so we keep going. And th that dig definitely costs. I mean, that was a big dig. But those three are up there, and I'm like, all right, this is going to be a long day. We're going to sit in. We'll just slowly bring it back. And last race, I just wasn't relaxed. That was my big mistake in the timber race. That's what a Rick Denny, really nice guy, he watched me, and he said, Austin, your upper body, you're just so stressed. And I was. I was just, I was trying too hard. So this race, what I did a really, really good job of was relaxing. And I don't know if y'all watch Cyclocross, but I had watched the day before on Saturday in the morning. can't remember which race it was, but it was on Trek. That you can stream it on Trek.com. Trek Awesome. It's so cool. But Walt Van Aert, he just sat in, in sixth place, nice and content. And he looked so relaxed. Well, the other three... Pitcock, who had got second at Worlds, amazing rider. Pitcock was so aggressive. He kept trying to bring back gaps. He wasted so many matches. Well, Ralph Van Aert just sat in and let the race come to him, and then he made his move. And I was thinking on Sunday, I was like, I'm in a race like Ralph Van Aert. I'm not going to try too hard like Pitcock. I'm just going to relax. So I do this. I relax. I'm like, okay, I'll try and bring it back, but I don't panic. Because panicking is the last thing you want to do in a bike race. Because then... Your RPE goes up, rate of perceived exertion, you feel like you're going harder than you are, and then your skills go to garbage because your muscles are intense and you just can't ride the bike properly. So I was really happy I learned that in my first Nike race this season and was able to relax in this timber race. But it wasn't just me relaxing that brought it back. We had help. Fernando came up. Fernando's retired now, but he's an awesome pro. He used to race for a construction zone. He comes up to me in Hudson and starts pulling us around for about 10 minutes and then he's like, yeah, guys, you guys just got to go. You know, I'm retired. I can't climb as well as y'all. So then I go on lap. Now we're on a lap two. I go up on lap two on the first climb. And we get in to one of the steeper climbs you can see. And I see them just at the top of the climb. And I go, oh, my God, I'm bringing this back. It's awesome. So I got super excited. I kept on it. On the single track, the gap's in about the same but I guess those three, they started playing mind games. So definitely it wasn't like I courageously brought this 30-second gap. They were going super hard. Um, and I, by miracle, managed to bring it back. No, I mean, they slowed down. They were they were playing games, you know, when it's three like that, and they had that gap. They were like, you know what, we can mess around, and we don't worry about who's going to catch us. So I got lucky that they slowed down, but still it took energy that they weren't using because they got away on that climb easier, and then I got blocked, so I had I wasted a lot of energy to get back up there. And was it worth it? No, I ended up finishing fourth, but I still, you know, I could have done better than fourth, and I wanted to be in the race. I mean, it was awesome to be at the front of the race with these really great guys, and I looked at my lap times. I was pretty discouraged about how I finished, even though I had a great race, but our lap times, even though we were racing, it's the exact same course, I think. Maybe besides, oh, we did cut out probably 10 to 15 seconds 
of uh, the grind or the wall. I can't remember. But almost the exact same course. And we, I was, I think, one, one minute faster per lap than last year, over five laps, which is a huge improvement. I was really excited about that. And it was raining. So obviously could have gone a lot faster if it was dry. And last year, I think it was perfect conditions, if I recall. So I was really happy about that. Then also Canyon, who got second in this race, he beat me by, I think, five minutes last year. And I was able to stay with him until lap five. Spoiler alert, man. Kind of jumping around here. But as I was able to stay with him till lap five, the last lap, and then I did blow up a little bit. But... I was so excited that he was he rode away from me and Beckett last year, and this year we were able to stay with him. So I was really proud about that, and, he, and he's an exceptional cyclist. I think he was Cat 2 state champion, and then now as a, as a roadie, and now as a Cat 1. So getting back into the race here, I catch up to them right as we're going into lap 3, and then Fernando did actually catch up to us later on, but I'd made it on before Fernando caught us. So we get onto them, and then... We go into lap number three. I was stoked because we come through the feed or the start finish, and all the kids that were cheering me on, the, who I talked about, like Rye and Beckett, Tyler, all of them who I talked about cheering on the Nike race, they all stayed, which I thought was really awesome that they stayed to watch me and Logan do the pro race and their support. They were screaming, Austin, Austin. So that, that really pushed me through, and I was so happy I closed the gap. That was one of the highlights of the race, definitely. When your teammates come and cheer on man bike racing it's such an amazing sport because it's an individual sport but there's the team aspect of it which is super super cool i think anyway back into the race going to lap three and then canyon and Braden did start pushing it up some of the hills so fernando dropped back off i managed to stay on i felt i felt good i was like yeah i can cover this i can hang on to this so that's the next two laps we canyon and canyon would go a bit harder up the hills and then we'd all stay on him Two laps go by. Now we're getting into the end of lap four, right before lap five. Braden Lang, and I expected him to do this. I was like, yeah, Braden's probably going to make a move soon. He's looking good. Comes around on the double track at the top of one of the climbs and drills it in the black track. It's just, it was pretty hard because it was wet. And he had that good gap. And black track, you're on wooden bridges, so it's pretty hard to maintain grip on a wet day like that. And he got a good gap. And then it was just me, Canyon, and Beckett. And then Canyon and Beckett, right before the last downhill in a rocky hill, I had rested up just a second because I was taking a feed. And then we're coasting down the downhill, and I was resting, right? But I allowed this two to three seconds to open up. And then we get into the headwind, which I hadn't noticed before because I was drafting off them. And Canyon see this, and he, Canyon sees this, and he starts drilling it. I'm like, oh shit. I really just messed up. And at that point, I kind of hit a wall. Like, I didn't even feel that tired. Maybe, I don't know. But I, I realized, oh, man, I really paid for catching up early in this race. So going into lap five, I was with them. But when we finished, I was two minutes behind Canyon and Because they put two minutes in me that last lap because I just kind of cracked. So definitely, that's where I made the mistake. I wasn't able to stay with them to race it out on lap five. Canyon and Beckett after Braden had kind of ridden it away from us which was disappointing, but we'll get it back in the next Timber race, make sure I have a better start, and then play it safer when I ride in that group, and make sure I stick on wheels. Yeah, well, just a crucial mistake. Honestly, thought we were going to coast on to the set, and then we'd regroup on the double track, but it happens the first race of the season. There's a long way to go, but I'm feeling good about my fitness. 
about my form, and I'm excited for Nika. We're going to be racing that on Sunday. I'm recording this on Tuesday. So that's coming up pretty soon. And I think I'm going to make some podcasts about some non like racing tips and like fitness and I'm really interested in physiology so hopefully we'll talk about that pretty soon but that's about all I have for this podcast awesome race race with some really good guys made some mistakes but you know there's a lot of learning to do but the key thing I learned from this race because I always say that when you win you don't you don't learn a lot but when you lose you learn so much I think losing is very important to the development as a bike racer so lost what, what did I learn? I learned how to relax. I learned that you got to be on the front and got to be able to close gaps and hold wheels. Never let a wheel up because you never know what's going to happen, even if you think it's safe. So that's all I have. This is Peterson Pedaling Podcast, episode number two. Pretty excited about that. We just don't have one episode now. I'll see you all in the next one, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Have a good rest of your day or night or morning.